0: Welcome to the Society of British Dental Nurses podcast sponsored by Horton Consulting. Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Laura Horton and I'm interviewing Fiona Elwood, the patron and founder of the Society of British Dental Nurses. And today's interview is all about Fiona Fiona has a huge amount of substance uh, behind her, her life to date uh, is absolutely fascinating and so interesting and Fiona hates to talk about herself so I've pinned her down and I've got some key questions to ask Fiona so you can really find out how fantastic she is because to me uh, Fiona is absolutely amazing. In her spare time, uh, she is a wife, Uh, Fiona does have two grown-up sons, both are at university and Fiona has a real passion for horses as well, absolutely loves her horses, so in her spare time, that's how you can picture Fiona, but most of the time, Fiona is super busy, you are wonderful, Fiona, at time management, I have to say, so I would like to start by saying, hello, Fiona, how are you today? Hi Laura, I'm fine. I'm Probably feeling very awkward about my introduction right there. I know you. We're not face to face, but I know Fiona would be squirming right now, saying, "Oh no, uh, how awkward!" Hearing all these things mm. about myself. But I think about it right. is. It is. That's why I've pinned you down to do this because people need to know all about you, Fiona. You know, you, you you've, you've always hidden away you know doing so much work but haven't put your face out there and now you have no choice your face is there because in 2016 fiona has uh, founded the uh, society of british dental nurses which is absolutely outstanding we have another podcast all about that obviously there's a website you can have a look at as well um so fiona tell us firstly what's your what does your week look like at the moment what does, or what does a month look like what are your current roles tell everybody what you're up to
1: <laughs> well i'm not sure you'd want to see a day let alone a week sometimes and other times though, they're really quite pleasant to look at um you know there is so much going on we've just sort of coming to the end of a very very busy season although i have to say that um i have had three phone three conference calls today um i have two conference calls tomorrow and i'm heading off to chester um because on wednesday morning my first cohort of uh, graduates from the uh, University of Chester, the foundation degree course that I developed um, with um, the faculty there, they graduate on Wednesday morning so it's a very very proud moment for me and then I'm jumping straight on the train to London to the, the launch
0: of Brush Link, and so the week goes on. Um, so Fiona so... I'm going to stop you there because you've brushed over something outstanding here. <laughs> There is a degree, ladies and gentlemen, for dental nurses. This is amazing. You know, as a, as a you know dental nurse myself, I'm uh, still uh, registered with the GDC. You can have a degree as a dental nurse. I mean, that's just outstanding. And Fiona, you've put that together. This is the foundation degree, and
1: there are degrees that lead on that, but it is amazing. Yes, um, I've been key to that. We have got an amazing qualification um, at the University of Chester. The girls um, have come out with um, additional skills and it was put together looking at the need of the practices um, and I have to say they set off as dental nurses quite humble as many are but they really sink their heart and soul into this qualification and we've got some really rounded dental nurses coming out of there. And, you know, so one of them's just won an award um, and she said she would never have entered the, the qualification and the criteria for this award if she hadn't done that foundation degree. So I think it's really important that we understand that dental nurses can do more.
0: You know, there are opportunities and we just need to help them get there. That's outstanding. So how many days a week or days a month do you go to the university there, Fiona? Um, I've been going to Chester University
1: definitely once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, so I travel to Chester on a regular basis. Um, it's a day release course for the nurses. Whilst we were doing the development, obviously it was an awful lot more, an awful lot of work was done uh, online, um, right up and through the um, board
0: um, and it went flying through. Um, and it's all just gone from strength to strength really wow, thank you so much because i just think that's absolutely amazing it really is that there's a degree for dental nurses how exciting i think i just you know i've obviously known about it for a long time but i just think it's wonderful and what other roles do you have within the dental profession at the moment fiona well as you know um, i wear quite a lot of hats, um
1: but a lot of them are part-time or Occasional pieces of work. So I'm currently, um, external examiner in Dublin and Cork, uh, University. Um, in December, I uh, step off that role and I become the full-time um, for the full-time post external examiner for uh, Cork University. So I continue going out um, to Ireland, which is you know, one of the roles that I I love. I really do love that. Um, I'm involved with Faculty of General Dental uh, Practices at the Royal College of Surgeons in England, so I have a couple of strategic uh, roles there, both in education um, and strategic, strategic uh, work. And they also contribute to the editorial team um, at the Faculty. And until recently, uh, I was part of the DCP committee, which currently. Um, isn't, isn't there, there? not function at the moment, it will change if it will come back. Um, so I do that, obviously I'm a patron of society, um, I do a lot of quality assurance, consultancy work, do a lot of um, speaking across the whole sector, not just across dental nursing. Um, do some work for Health Education England in the various uh, regions. Um, Where else did I get to? So I'm a quality assurance assessor for the General uh, Dental Council, and I write a lot of articles for a lot of people. I'm on the editorial board for Dental Nursing. I probably need to look at my CV
0: and see what else I
1: do because I take each day's a plunge really
0: your your list is massive isn't it and this is where i mean you know you just have so much substance behind you fiona you're so knowledgeable you know, there are there's such a huge number of people that you know drive dentistry in the uk and ireland and you're right there sat beside them driving oh. forward changes you know it's a huge responsibility that you have an amazing
1: opportunity. I look at it as, as as opportunities more than anything else and just really anything that I've done is is to show other people that they can do the same. It's to open doors for other people. You know I was one of the first um, DCPs to be awarded the Honorary Fellowship at the Royal College of Surgeons in England. And only recently um, one of the um one of the first people to receive the DCP Fellowship um, but it isn't DCPs actually, it's the Fellowship of Dental Trainers at the Royal College of Surgeons in Edinburgh, but there's nothing to stop other people doing that. And I did forget to sign up, I'll get my wrist chopped off here. I did forget to say that I'm the Chair of the National Health Promotion Group, which gives me a whole different sector, um, very much about population-driven um, dental public health, really. So it is wide, and of course, um, as you probably know, I'm a lifelong student, so I'm just finishing
0: off my master's in um, public health, but I've also started a PhD. We'll talk more about your studying in a minute. Um, perhaps <laughs> uh, It's amazing. It really is. So let's just take everybody back to the beginning of your career. Can you just explain to everybody listening? Because I think for perhaps for dental nurses listening right now, they think, wow, where has this woman come from? because it doesn't sound if we're just listening to your CV at the moment it doesn't sound you know it sounds like you've come in through you know a a higher education journey straight away and that's not the case is it? No it's not it's not the case at all
1: um you know that's what I say about you know people can do things and, and my work is to open doors for other people um I fell into dental nursing as many people do and i'm not ashamed to say that i fell into it what i'm very proud to say is that i never left it so i i wanted um, a different career uh, which i wasn't able to have through um, personal circumstances but actually i took up the um, dental nursing work experience when i was a sixth former because nobody else wanted to go on it and it was the only thing that was left because i'd been away and i came back and i took that and i thought "Hmm, actually, I quite like this. And then the dentist that I was working with got quite worried because the more um, complicated and the more difficult and the more challenging the case was and the more blood there was, the more I was on top for. Um, so I decided that that was really a, a career I could look at. And when I went around all the dental hospitals, trying to get a place at the dental hospitals, um, my experiences were different at each and every one of them. Um, I liked each and every one of them, and I had lots of places offered. Um, I originally took up the place to go um, to Liverpool Dental Hospital, although there was a little bit of a uh, discussion about how I shouldn't be a dental nurse with my qualifications. Um, And I stuck my heels in and said, no, I want to be a dental nurse. It's either dental nursing or nothing, and I I got my place. Um, But sadly, didn't go. Um, I was given a place. a practice in Penrith where I was from, uh, a brand new practice with no patients. First practice this chapter had opened, set off on day one with no patients, a telephone and a fully kitted surgery. By the time I left there to go to Manchester we had over four and a half thousand patients. I did everything, I was chief cook and and bottle washer really. Um, The skill sets that I gained were unbelievable I did. Um, I was casting models, um, setting up for what we then called OPGs, but obviously not taking them. Um, I was the receptionist, I was the cleaner, I was the dental nurse, um, I was even the house sitter. Um, So I set off from um, being in practice and it just meant that I wanted to do this more and more. And then I moved to Manchester um, when I got married and ended up qualifying in Manchester. Um, and I've never really looked back from that point. I've had lots of different roles. Um, obviously I've been around in dentistry a long time, so I was in practice when we used to do general anaesthetics. Um, one of the gentlemen that I worked with was passionate about um, minor oral surgery, so we did a lot of the, um, we had a lot of referrals for that. Um, I worked in orthodontics, I worked in private practices, I worked in NHS practices. Um, I worked in one of the practices um, which we all thought was a super duper practice to work in which had a lot of the Manchester United footballers which was always a bit of a um, oh you work there do you it was one of those moments um, and I used to walk down um, with the police horses to, to the colleges and things so it was a really interesting time um, in Manchester and um, I left that practice when the dentist left that practice because without surgical work Life was never quite the same. I tried practice management and I enjoyed it at the time. Um, I used to train the staff, that's where my training career uh, really began. I used to support them through the dental nursing qualifications. But I missed, I really did miss that sort of oral surgery type, um, type of work. So I moved to a practice nearer to where I lived um, in Bramhall. And um, I lived in sheedle Hume at the time. Um, but that was everyday general practice and it just, something just wasn't right for me, it just didn't quite fit um, and I was fortunate to be able to move because my husband moved around with his job um, and I moved down um, to Leicester so I'd qualified in the middle of all this but when I got to Leicester I really struggled to get a job because at that point in time um, they didn't want qualified dental nurses because they had to pay them more so I ended up um taking what we called a graveyard shift job at a practice so that I worked the late nights and I worked at the hospital through the day in the radiography department, lining up all the cones and things for people, but obviously not being able to touch them because I was in the hospital environment. So things were very different and you know they weren't easy at that point for me. So I struggled to keep in dentistry but stayed, stayed the test of time. Um, I started my sort of teaching and training qualifications at that point, and I know we'll come back to that. But, you know, dentistry just kept going kept going for me until we hit registration. And then it it turned a different corner. Um, So whilst I might have gone in as a sixth former, um, I started where everybody else starts. Um, I had the same worries and concerns. We had more patients. We had 4,500 patients. I was a general. Um, dog's body as well as a dental nurse and actually my dentist appreciated not only all the things I did outside of my dental nursing but my dental nursing he believed in me Um, and that relationship is probably what put me on the first step of the ladder and was my driver.
0: That's so lovely and I think if you know if a dental nurses listening if you haven't yet worked with somebody who believes in you that time will come And um, it's the most wonderful feeling when somebody does believe in you. So if you are lucky enough to be in that situation at the moment, you should grab that with both hands. Because here we have Fiona, who started as a dental nurse after doing her A-levels, who now has a huge passion for the development of dental nurses, who set up a degree for dental nurses. It's just amazing. Um, Fiona, you write so much education material and you... Do not stop studying yourself do you you know I mean I think this is amazing I love to learn but I'm just way out of there you know could you share with everybody your higher education qualifications give us a give us a list <laughs> I
1: don't,
0: well
1: I'm not sure everybody will watch another list but I am passionate about education you're absolutely right and you know where does one become the other it's quite it's quite cloudy isn't it so um, if you're talking about things outside of dental nursing that I've brought back into dental nursing, which I think is where you're going with that one. Um, but probably my first one was my um, cert ed at um, Greenwich University. So I'd done my basic teaching qualifications from um, the college, from the FE college. Um, and I just I fell in love with education, which is something I've always liked, but that really was that point. Uh, and again you know when i did that course at Greenwich and i've since um supported two other people recently who graduated from uh, one being a therapist um i i had a tutor um who was fantastic and he was so driven and so passionate and he would always ask those questions which a lot of people hate which is so what? why and he, and he made me really think outside the box and you know i i lived it and i bizarrely enough, met him on a train um, three years later and said, guess what, I'm now at university doing my um, BA in Education Studies, to which he laughed and he said, well, there's no surprise there, Fiona, because you were never going to stop. It was written all over your face. Um, And I kept in touch with him and he was one of the mentors for my students that I've just uh, been supporting. Um, recently and sadly um, he passed away at Christmas but it is his legacy you know I, I just kept going so um, I did do the uh, mentoring uh, masters certificate in mentoring at the Royal College of Surgeons and I was um, I would say very fortunate enough to have that marked up at Oxford Brooks and um, so it was given the, the credit value that you know that it really deserved and we you know I got a distinction in that Um, At that time, I was the only DCP on that course, so that was pretty amazing, too, and I really loved that. Um, What have I done since my BA? Because I got a first in in my BA, I've done my mentoring, um, and then I am currently doing this uh, Public Health, it's the the Masters in uh, Public Health, Um, and have just um, been accepted on the uh, PhD programme which has started. Um, in education so it is quite wide and it is outside of dentistry but I use all of those things to bring them back into dentistry uh, and so many people already um, I feel have benefited from that not only from my written work from some of the talks but also in supporting them and encouraging them to do some of those qualifications because I'm not on my own in this but I just think it's
0: important that you know dental work nurses Know that there is something else they can do. Is yeah, it enough? yeah <laughs> absolutely. No, and I think it just really goes to show, and this is why you're, you know, this is why I think you're absolutely fantastic, is that it just goes to show, you know, you can become a dental nurse, you can get your dental qualifications, and then you can start working your way up a ladder. And that ladder can take you as far as you want it to. And you don't have to stop, or you can stop but there is so Absolutely. much opportunity you never know with dental nursing and dentistry what avenue you're going to end up going down and i think that's look at your you know your journey as it were fiona it's it's been huge with some major twists and <clears throat> everyone ends up in somewhere sometimes they're not going to expect but it's all comes through working on your passion doesn't it and your passion is education and learning I think so,
1: but I think that the key thing for me is that you have to find that thing. You have to find that thing that that you have that real inner passion for. When you find that, it it really enhances everything you think and everything you do. If I I turn the clock back to last year's ADI conference, you know, I was really privileged to be in that room and open the DCP section. And, you know, the reality is that 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 room was absolutely full to bursting, and I was asked to go and talk about dental nursing as a whole, because where we've come from and where we are now, we've now got dental nurses who are being, siloed is probably not the right word, but they're becoming very specialist in their arena and are shutting out or don't have the time to realise what else is going
0: on out there and to be able to talk to them about dental nursing in general was just phenomenal, really was. No, it's fantastic. I've got a couple of Fiona, um, a couple of questions I'd like to ask you, Fiona, which I think are real sort of the first one in particular is a huge discussion point. I'd just like to share your opinion. Uh, you'd share your opinion. So my question is this. Why is it really hard now in the UK and in Ireland to find dental nurses? And this just isn't just about living in an isolated area, a town, you know, in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't matter where you are in the UK and Ireland, it is really hard to find good dental nurses. What are your thoughts as to why that is? It's a really interesting
1: question because we thought this would happen in 2008, that there would be a a real sort of leak out of dental nurses because of registration and money and everything. And there is that element to it. You know, the privilege of being registered, and it is a privilege, also comes with a cost. Um, and not just a monetary cost, but also the time, um, as we rightly should, but in, in doing CPD, and you've got indemnity as well. So the cost element of it is is quite high, but I don't believe that that is the whole thing, because if you're born into that era of dentistry, you didn't know life without it. Um, there are a lot of challenges around um, the courses that are available for dental nurses. Um, I think the the key thing here is that quite a lot of dental nurses and for what reason i don't know um, don't always have the maths and english some do um in fact i think the balance is tipped at the moment quite a lot do now and not, not as many don't have. but if you don't have that maths and english uh, it has been a, a barrier in the past because some of the qualifications did um, ask for those qualifications in, in order to either sit the final assessment or as an entry requirement. But um, it is a challenging time. I'm finding this more and more. We have phone calls time and time again about not being able to get dental nurses. Now, whether they're good or they're bad is a a different different topic altogether, but actually picking them up and getting dental nurses is a real challenge. Now, one of the key things for me that's come across my path recently is about um, careers Um, careers events and it's something that's already on my radar. Um, I go into, as part of a voluntary thing that I do, um, I go into schools and we do what we call um, these uh, career horizons and we have to take in props and we talk about what we do without telling them what our job is. The students have to guess what we do and very rarely is there a dental element Anything I've been to are some of the A level conferences where they'll say, Do you want to be a dentist? So I don't think the profession is particularly well promoted either. I think that that is a real key point. Um, You know, any careers convention you walk into, you won't see dental nursing. I've been to a few and people haven't got a clue what goes on in our our world. So I think that that is another um, key problem for us, really. Um, And I think. The one, the one thing that I probably need to add to that, Laura, because I appreciate, as you do, more than, more than many, is that dental work nurses work so hard. The expectation uh, of, a, of a life, a day's work in, in the life of a dental nurse is huge. And yet they're only recognised as potentially a level three um, student. The remuneration is almost in line with a level three. It's not brilliant, um, but the expectation of, of you know what they're supposed to do. They're not first responders, but they are. They are supposed to act accordingly in, in life-threatening situations. They have to think on their feet. Their learning journey is huge. And, you mean know, setting up the foundation degree. Um, I, I worked with a general nurse. And she couldn't believe the scope and the breadth of things that dental nurses have to do. Um, And they're they're long, hard hours and quite often, you know, they'll work across their lunch breaks, they'll stay late at the end of the session. Um, It's not an easy job and anybody that goes into it, um, you know, will soon get a shock. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change it, that said, but I think there's some of the problems that we face.
0: Mm, definitely and it is across the board you know it is across UK and Ireland um, and yeah. and I think you know the the twist on it the plus point is that if you are a great dental nurse the world is your oyster um it, it really is so my last question to you then Fiona just going off you know that was a bit of a negative one wasn't it why a <laughs> dental nurse is hard to find let's end up with okay, here. What would your top tips be for dental nurses who want to progress? And obviously progress, there are so many avenues and opportunities for progression in dental nursing. But what would your top tips be if someone says, I want to do more, I want this to be a career, I want to um, you know, do well, I want to feel really proud of myself. I, I don't want to use the word, I'm just a dental nurse. I want to be proud to say I am a dental nurse. What would your tips be for somebody who's thinking like that? Probably never to say just or
1: only. are the two words that should never, ever cross a dental nurse's lips. <laughs> I don't have just dental nurses or only dental nurses, especially not when I'm around. Um, but no, you, you're absolutely right. We do need to stop and think. And, you know, this is the time to, to embrace careers and to sit and to plan. And I think the the, um, the PDP will, will help do that in a way. But... I think that um, it's about finding the area of dentistry um, or preventative practice that you particularly love about finding somebody um, objective outside of your core circle of dental people to sit and talk to, maybe take advantage of, you know, mentoring um, services or offers because you need to find somebody um, who can talk to you about the particular roles. And then if you like the particular role, you then research uh, what is what that's about. It then helps you build a skills um, escalator into looking at what are the core things that you need in order to be that person or to be good at doing that skill. So you know, if you want to specialise in potentially implants, um, if you look at what a dental nurse can do currently within that scope of practice, you would be looking for photography courses. You would be looking for impression-taking courses, for casting courses, maybe for radiography courses, um, for, for the cone beam courses, um, and maybe shade-taking courses. It's about planning. It's about accessing the right things at the right time to get the right outcome for you. And yes, you can listen to other people, but actually always listen to other people with an open mind because their experience might not have been what they expected and they made a negative connotation on, on what they think. So for me it's, it is about really looking around, maybe spending time in colleagues or friends practices, just seeing what that field of, of work is like but also not being too proud in saying actually do you know what I made the wrong choice and starting again because we have to accept that we can get things wrong nobody's perfect not even a dental nurse did i say that yeah i did because the reality is that we're all humans and i think you know it's important that we admit that we've got some things wrong and I you know when i look back at my career i say well actually that might have been not might might not have been quite the right thing to do there's a couple of things that i potentially decisions that i potentially made and I think actually that kind of wasted that added another loop into where I, where I am now but I didn't know at the time. Um, you know I think you know it is about really experiencing reading being around people experiencing those skills and making some good
0: choices and admitting that if you get it wrong you, you just need to go back to the drawing board. Fantastic, so connect with people, talk to people, find out about their experiences, look at scope of practice and really understand what opportunities are there for you and take yourself on that journey and that path if you're feeling passionate about it and if you decide you're not passionate about it, Fiona says it's okay, change your mind, go back to the drawing board and I think that's fantastic advice, it really is. Well, Fiona, thank you so much for letting me grill you and uh, get all this information out of you. You know, I'm always telling everybody about Fiona and how fantastic she is. Um, she really does hate to talk about herself, so thank you so much <laughs> for sharing this. Cringe in the
1: corner Yeah, I think everybody
0: at the uh, Society for British Dental Nurses is going to be amazed at how much information I've got out of Fiona because we all know exactly what she's like. Um, so Fiona (laughs) I'd just like to say thank you very very much Huge thank you to you too I think honestly thank you ever so much and to all of you listening please subscribe to the podcast we're going to have lots more uh, interviews coming through we've got some really interesting people and we've just ended there a a question to Fiona about you know, if you want to progress, you want to look at opportunities for you, well, keep listening to our podcast, because I think you're going to be really surprised about the different types of dental nursing that takes place in the UK. uh, And it really will excite many of you and ignite, hopefully, um, some passion areas for you to look at to develop in. So do keep tuned, do subscribe to us. And thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe so you can be notified of our next episode.